Welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I am your host, Kate Noel, and I am so happy you're here. My mission is to inspire you to be the best version of yourself by truly honoring what your mind, body, and soul want and need. Here, we talk about everything and anything, wellness, recovery, lifestyle stuff, lots more. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello beauties, welcome back to the Take the Cake podcast. I am in a really weird mood today. I just kind of decided to podcast, do a little solo episode, uh, kind of not really when I had it scheduled. I just feel like I need to talk. And I had a really emotional weekend, it's Monday. And yesterday, no tears left to cry. That was my theme song. I was crying all day yesterday, literally all day. It was like, I woke up in the morning and I was fine. And then I was just crying for 20 minutes and then I was fine. And then two hours later, I was crying again. Poor Rio, I love him so much, he was there for me. And I called my mom and I'm just like, whoa, I had a really weird day yesterday. I think I'm about to start my period, but I don't, I don't even think that was it, honestly. I think I'm feeling disconnected lately. Like I'm feeling like I'm in transition. Uh, so all that to say, if you've been crying a lot too, Welcome to the club. My life is not perfect, and I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone knows that by now if you've listened to any other episode, but I'm here with you, and I'm feeling better today. I'm not feeling amazing, but I'm feeling better. So I'm going to be talking, doing a solo episode on summer body, you know, that whole idea of having this perfect summer body and what that looks like, what that means to me at this point of my life, and some things that you can do to combat those thoughts of, you know, triggering summer thoughts that are there every single summer. They come around and they're there, right? So what can we do with all these these triggers around us? So I want to just give you some ideas and some thoughts on what I think is going on here and maybe some things that can help you out. Before we get into that episode, I want to shout out a recent review. This one is from Erica Bushwell. It's titled Awesome Podcast. It says, Kate, host of the Take the Cake podcast, highlights all aspects of health, wellness, and more in this can't miss podcast. The host and expert guests offer insightful advice and information that is helpful to anyone that listens. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Erica. That's really nice. I absolutely just makes my day, keeps me going, <laughs> getting these reviews. So if you feel called to leave me a rating and a review, one or the other, whatever you want to do, thank you so much. I appreciate it, and it really supports me and this podcast. Okay, so let's get into it. I want to first talk about what I think somebody means when they say, I want a perfect summer body or I'm gonna have the perfect summer diet. Literally, when you say that to yourself or to other people or if someone else is saying that and they're projecting that, that translates to, I don't love myself. It's a symbolic way that somebody is, they're trying to work through their insecurities by via their food and diet and exercise and the way that they see themselves in the world. It's solely the body. It's solely the diet. And it's really a statement that says, I don't love myself now. And we know this, and I want you to really think about this. And I want you to think that this is, this is always going to be true. Somebody who is on a weight loss journey or an 
clean eating journey or a summer body journey, once they get to their quote destination, their goal weight, their perfect diet, they end up changing the goal even more. They keep going, they keep making themselves want to be smaller, have better abs, a bigger butt, a better body, whatever that means. And it's like once you get to the destination, you you realize, oh, that didn't really fix me, so I must need to keep going. And that's really the trap that we experience because a lot of times the guilt and shame cycle, like when we have guilt and shame in our lives, the the behaviors that come out of that guilt and shame are behaviors that make us feel more guilt and shame. So we kind of start depending on this guilt and shame cycle and it's really hard to get out of that, especially when you have a quote goal in mind, like a summer body or whatever it may be. And on top of that, we now have pandemic weight. We have the ba- we have people having baby weight. When they have a baby, they have baby weight, whatever that means. We have winter pounds that we have to lose in the summer. Can, you can see the connection here. There's when people feel uh, when people are in transition in their life or they feel, uh, you know, something traumatic happened or something even great happened, like having a baby um, or when there's a change in seasons, there's always people really just naturally want to change their bodies. And I think that's really just through conditioning, through the way we grew up, the media that we consume, social media, it's all permeating all around us all the time. And so I just want to, I wanted to acknowledge that I really think that the whole idea of a summer body and summer diet is is very deep rooted and it's a collective issue that we all are experiencing. It's just manifesting in people in different ways. And I want to just start by saying you have a summer body already. You can achieve every single goal that you want to achieve in life right now. You can work towards being your highest best self in the body that you have right now and going and getting a perfect, I know, quote, perfect summer body and having a perfect summer diet is not going to lead you into self-love. I'm 100, 100% sure of that. Maybe it would temporarily, but it will ultimately leave you wanting either more or it might leave you not liking yourself even more. Because of course, weight loss and changing our body comes with a lot of sacrifice and it comes with a lot of uh, self-judgment, right? So anyways, let me, I'm just going to give you 10 ideas I have on things that you can do instead of, you know, focusing on the summer body and things that you can do to cope with those triggering thoughts. So number one, make a summer bucket list. This has, make a bucket list that has nothing to do with food in your body. Uh, You can do a spa day, you can do a road trip, you can start volunteering at an organization, uh, you can try a new restaurant. Okay, well that has something to do with food, but that's something that you could do. You could see an outdoor movie, that's really fun. Uh, Or you can see movies inside now because of um, the lifted restrictions. A lot of places you can see indoor movies. You can learn an instrument. You can start doing some sort of art reading a ton of books. That's always a fun one to like read 10 books in the summer or whatever your goal is. Uh, Go to a concert. I don't know. There's so many things you can do. Make a summer bucket list that doesn't have anything to do with, with your body. You know, things that will embody you, like doing a spa day will embody you because literally somebody is like 
you know, you're having, you're having a sensory experience that your body can feel. And that will in turn allow you to appreciate your body. Like when someone's giving you a massage, it's like, wow, I appreciate my body right now. Or, um, you know, volunteering for, uh, an organization will help you to connect with other people. Like that has nothing to do with your summer body situations and, so you can make a summer bucket list and include your friends and family and just do things that are that are fun, things that you love to do and you don't have to do any of them, you know? It's not like you're a bad person if you don't get around to doing these things or if it's too hard for you this summer, but try and just make an individualized, approachable list that you can go back to if you need some ideas of things to do and you're planning something for you and your friends or your family and you're like let's do this and do something that is good for you and fun for you that's one idea that i have number two take a break from social media seriously if you are so triggered by social media which i feel like we need to be really honest social media is a very triggering environment i mean even if you follow all the best body positive, body neutrality, amazing influencers and people like the discover page is still there. And diet culture is always going to sneak itself in through ads and through the discover page and just whatever it is. So, um, taking a break from social media might be a really, really good idea. If you haven't gone through and unfollowed triggering people that promote any sort of summer, anything, summer abs, summer, butt, whatever it may be, you don't need that in your life. I mean, no one needs that. Like, honestly, we don't need to categorize our like selves and seasons into like a way we should look. It actually doesn't make any sense when you really think about it. So um, taking a break from social media can be a really good idea. Like literally just take three months off. And sometimes I feel like right now I'm not very active on social media because of my school and just because I'm feeling a little burnt out from it. Like I'm kind of tired of going somewhere and being like, Hey Rio, can you take a picture of me? You know what I mean? It's kind of like weighing on me a little lately. So I've been on it a lot less. And it's one of those things where I'm like, no, it's not like I'm going to lose a bunch of followers or like my family and friends are going to be mad at me because I'm not on social media. You know, it's like, no one's even going to notice honestly. And, uh, that's a good thing, right? Cause we just need to sometimes remove ourselves from this constant fakeness of social media that's always going to be there. So taking a break is a really good idea. Just like delete the app. Nowadays, you can on the iPhone, you can like delete the app without deleting your account. Like you can delete the app without actually deleting the app. I think you just like hide it. That's a great that's a great idea. Taking a break and maybe you can even encourage some of your friends or family to do the same with you. Okay, number 3. Have a friend, a partner, or other support that knows about your struggles and can be there for you. So this can be somebody that you can literally like take with you to social events and to family functions that might be a little triggering for you. Have somebody that knows your situation. And this isn't always possible. Um, and sometimes it's more than one person, but just, just, allow somebody in to your struggles because first of all a good family a good friend a good partner they want to be there for you you can reverse the situation and imagine if your best friend or if your sister your partner whoever it is told you hey i'm really struggling i'm 
actually an eating sort of recovery. And I'm nervous about this summer that summer is going to be triggering for me. There's going to be more people wearing less clothing, more revealing clothing. Um, that makes me uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable with the food. You know, there's so many things that are triggering in the summer. So having that one person or the few people who you can rely on, who know you and love you and can be there for you is really so wonderful. If you have that opportunity, take it. And, you know, you don't have to feel like a burden. Just, you don't, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to tell them you have to be there for me every single time, but just when it aligns with you, having somebody there for you is wonderful. And you can also like, if you have, let's say you have a family function to go to that, you know, might be a little triggering. Maybe there's some triggering family members there or some triggering food options, whatever it is, bring your supportive loved one and just be there for like an hour, you know, like set a time limit and be like, I'm only going to be here for an hour. And then we can go and we can do our own thing and we can go our separate ways or we can do our own, you know, hangout or whatever it may be. But having that structure can be really helpful, which actually leads me to the next one, which is structure. Develop structure for yourself because a lot of times in the summer, we lose our routine because we have so much extra free time. So we're not really in school anymore if we're in school or we have just like more time off and we can um, we can just feel a little overwhelmed with the amount of time that we have. And sometimes maybe we can feel kind of alone or we can kind of just feel like uh, lost without the structure. So create structure for yourself, you know, try and wake up at the same time every day. Not, not saying that like you have to do it every single day. I mean, I'm all about sleeping in if you feel like it, but waking up at the same time and eating your meals around the same time, not skipping meals, really kind of give yourself a, a little structure around your meal timing and the types of foods that you eat. And you can almost give yourself like a summer meal plan if that helps you. Uh, that's obviously an individual situation, but having that structure can be really helpful. Um, so whatever that looks like for you, I think stick to it. And it's not like it has to be like that forever, but when we're in a spot of recovery or when we're in a spot of vulnerability, having that structure can be really supportive for us. So that's something I would recommend, especially the part where I'm saying sticking to your eating schedule, because, uh, that's so critical for, for us. And even if all of your friends are not eating, maybe none of your friends have the same food and body challenges that you have. So you have to take responsibility and be like, I'm different from my friends right now and I can't skip this meal or I need to make sure I eat a bigger meal or more balanced. Um, and your family and friends should ultimately support you in that. And uh, that ultimately is gonna be very good for you. Okay, number five, I think we're at number five is to wear comfortable clothing, buy comfortable clothing, whatever you may need to do. Um, and that can look like anything for you. That can look like a bikini, that can look like a one piece, that can look like whatever it may be, uh, do it. You know, it can look like big t-shirts, it can look like small tank tops. You don't have to wear the crop top. You don't, you can wear the crop top. You know, it's, it's up to you what you are genuinely comfortable in. So wearing comfortable clothing and buying comfortable clothing, especially clothing in your size, is critical. If you've gotten to a point where your clothes don't fit you anymore, 
you're trying to squeeze your body into clothes that just don't fit you anymore. That is like telling yourself over and over again that you're not good enough every single time you put your clothes on, which is every single day, at least once a day, maybe twice, three times a day. So really purchase clothes that are comfortable. You can go to uh, thrift stores. That's actually a really fun summer activity is just like thrifting and finding really cute like cool vintage clothes or just like used clothes that are your size or there's like Poshmark and Depop and lots of sustainable ways to uh, get clothing that is not fast fashion as well. So just wearing comfortable clothes, buy comfortable clothes. I've talked about this so many times. It's a huge integral step in uh, just learning to love your body again. And especially in the summer, you choose how revealing you want your clothes to be. You choose how to feel in that, you know, you don't have to be anything that you're not comfortable with. Okay, the next one is baby steps. So this is important because um, we have to plan ahead. That really is, is what I'm trying to say here. Planning ahead and going slow. So this might not be the summer that you do, you know, best summer ever, that's like a thing. This might not be that for you. You might not have everything you want and more because you're going through a life change right now and you are learning and relearning to love yourself again. And that is, it's important to take baby steps and plan ahead. So if that looks like, like, let's say you have, let's say you get to go on a family vacation and you're worried about there being lots of restaurant foods and lots of like spontaneous stuff and swimming in the ocean or swimming in the pool or whatever it may look like you can really take baby steps. You know, you can go really slow and planning ahead and saying, okay, I know that we're gonna go out to eat tonight, so I need to make sure I'm really present for my breakfast and lunch and really like nourish my body with amazing good foods that make me feel good. And I'm gonna have a bite of the cheesecake tonight. And maybe I'll have two, you know, leave room for possibility here. But just planning ahead, taking those small steps Obviously, have the entire piece of cheesecake if you want. That's the goal. But if you can't get there, don't be so black and white about it. You can take small steps towards that freedom that comes and that enjoyment that comes with food and really allow, allowing yourself to have that pleasure, even if it's just with a little bit. I feel that a lot of times people assume that you can't have pleasure with food if you don't eat the entire thing. And that's not true. You can still uh, expose yourself to the food and everything, taking it slowly and just being honest with yourself and making sure the people around you know your situation as well. And same with the clothing or the, you know, let's say you bring a one piece and a few two pieces like a one-piece swimsuit and a few bikinis to your family vacation. Maybe start with the one-piece and then say, tomorrow I'm going to wear the one-piece for like an hour, or the two-piece for like an hour, wearing the bikini for an hour, and then I, I'll see how I feel and I'll reevaluate. So, so that's a way that you can take baby steps if that's appropriate for you. Okay, so the next uh, sort of tip I have is to kind of think about this summer in terms of being exposure therapy. So we often talk about exposure therapy and fear foods and introducing new foods, but really eating disorders are not just about 
food, right? It's, it's more than that. It can be about exposing our body more. It can be about more ex, uh, ex- clothing that exposes our body, our legs, our arms, our bellies. Um, it can be about exposing ourselves to people who might be triggering or situations that might be triggering, restaurants, vacations. Uh, this kind of goes hand in hand with the first or the previous tip I gave, which is baby steps. But try and imagine this summer, you know, switching up from being focused on, okay, I'm only going to expose myself to new foods instead saying, okay, today my exposure therapy is going to be more about wearing something that I really, really want to wear, like a a dress that's really beautiful or a top that's really uh, something I feel, want to feel good in and I want to wear. And that can mean just wearing that item of clothing around the house one day. And then maybe in a week from then, once you feel more comfortable just wearing it in your own environment and in your own skin, you can wear it in another situation that you feel safe, like a step above that, like wearing it to hang out with one of your close friends or family members. And then the next step could be wearing it out in public to a restaurant or to the beach. So you can kind of think of the summer as exposure therapy in terms of things other than foods and have fun with that and kind of play with that idea of trying to really uh, recover in the real world, so to speak, and kind of get grounded in reality and experience the amazingness of summer for a lot of us uh, and just feeling, you know, that sun on your skin and feeling that aliveness and that freedom. Okay, so the next tip I have is to get support. This is, you know, therapy, school or career counselors, especially if you're in school, a lot of times you can get a free counselor, um, joining a free support group. Again, if you're in school or if you have like some sort of corporate job, a lot of times, a lot of times they'll have some sort of offering for you as far as a free support group. Um, And just having that support, that community uh, project heal is a good one. Nita website has a ton of other options that you can look into as well. So that is kind of self-explanatory. Just having that help is really important, especially in the summer. If you've neglected to do that and you're feeling that pressure in the summer and you're feeling like you're having a hard time, especially as things are opening up, this is a good time to get that support. The next one is to identify triggers. So you think of possible triggers and think about which of these could come up and how you will cope. So this kind of goes in with planning ahead a little bit and baby steps, but think about the things that you know trigger you and write those things down or just commit those to memory and understand what will happen potentially if you experience those triggers. So that way you can know and plan ahead and think, okay, for example, let's say you're going to a barbecue and you know you might be triggered by a certain family member that says stuff a lot, or you might be triggered by the food there. Maybe they'll have a lot of like barbecue type of foods, those really delicious summer foods. Maybe that triggers you right now or that makes you feel unsafe. Just understanding that that is going to be there and knowing that what can I do? What do I know I can do? What do I have in my toolbox? I know whether that's deep breathing, whether that's um, just understanding that it's there and planning ahead so that you mentally know it's there. So you kind of can anticipate that trigger. Just, yeah, like just anticipating 
those things that will come up for you and what you can do, what you've learned so far that you can do texting a friend, whatever that may be, where you can just debrief and be like, I know this is here, but I'm strong enough to handle this. And if you don't feel like you're strong enough to handle it, it's okay to say no to certain activities or invitations or whatever you may do or whatever it may be. So just having that toolbox handy and ready and feeling good uh, before you go is really important, being relaxed. And the last thing I want to talk about is how I think we have this uh, narrative in our minds that summer is this perfect time. And I want to invite you, if this is tricky for you, if you're not having an amazing summer, if you're feeling jealous of your friends or people around you, or if you're just like, this is not my summer, this is, and it's making you feel bad about yourself, I want to invite you to feel that summer can be neutral. It can just be a time in your life of healing. It doesn't have to be this grand, amazing three-month-long party where you go out and you just live your best life every single day. You know what I mean? It can be just a season. It could just be a season for you, just like any other season. And of course, summer is full of amazing opportunities, but if that's overwhelming for you right now, just know that it's not always going to be like that and there will be a time and a place for you to fully enjoy the summer and all the things that it brings. So I just want to invite you to take a step back, take a deep breath, relax, and just beep in the present moment, whatever that looks like for you, because whatever that looks like for you is good and you will get there. So those are all my tips. I know those were kind of like repeats from things I've said before, but I just wanted to remind everyone as we enter this season and as we're in this season, um, I'm here for you. We got this. Summer is just a season, like I said, so it's okay. You don't have to adhere to any of those narratives that people have been screaming at us, you know, and you know what's best for you ultimately. So yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I love you all so much and I'll see you on the next episode of Take the Cake. Bye.